I don't have a funny quip. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. You're in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. Well, Dan, I finally did it. What'd you do? I played a show with Sweet. a band. How was it? It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. So um, it was all, all of the main guys did a big outdoor municipal event. Uh, you know, they had the people in the grids and the tables were all separated. Yeah. And, you know, the rules were followed. Good. And um, we played a great show. Awesome. No rehearsal, didn't get in a room, but like it was one of the, I mean, I, I told you guys, it was like, it was the best night of my year. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know, um, it, the, there was, a, it was a surreal moment during the second set because we, ha- people started to come up to the stage. Yeah. And normally that's like the thing that you want more than anything. Totally. But like in that moment, like we were, it was like really disturbing. Mm. And, um, you know, we members only made these t-shirts that say, don't stand so close to me. Right. And I did like in the middle, not in the middle, but like after a song, I was like, Hey guys, do you like my, do you like my shirt? <laughs> and did they back off? Like it? Did they, did they, they get did, it? They actually did. That's good. They did. That's good. But it was, yeah, it was a weird situation. Um, you know, I didn't feel like we were necessarily at any risk, but it was like, Never in my life did I think that having people in front of me during a concert would be off-putting or right. unsettling. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That is that is our world right now. But, you know, it, on 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 that note, like, you know, rode that wave. And I'm, I feel like I'm still riding it. Like, it's awesome. There was no tuning out. There was no phoning it in. It was like 100% present. Very cool. 100% of the show. Yeah. It was amazing. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really yeah. happy, for, happy people, for you. That's great. And, and people wrote mean things about us on Facebook, which means that we, <laughs> we, we made it. You hit. You were a hit. Yeah. So we got to be doing something right. That's if somebody, good. you know, felt like posting something nasty. So yeah. now you knew that nasty poster you said you, I didn't know them, but I know their mutual friend and the, the mutual friend that we have owns a venue, which makes it even more annoying. Huh. Well, but anyway, yeah. I feel like all I'm going to talk about today are annoying things. No, no, no. We're celebrating. We're celebrating the joy of actually having played a great gig. That's that's yes. you know in 2020, got to take your wins, man. That's how this year is. Yeah, I mean, this is more than likely our only show. Yeah, for the rest of the year. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of solo stuff coming up though, and I actually picked up another one. So um, this weekend I'm off because it's fall break. We're going to go up to Gatlinburg. Fun. To, and I've never been. It's, so it's um, crazy. It's supposed to be a hurricane blowing through. So. That would be a fun. That's where to be. Clearly, we'll just have to. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um, and then next weekend, I've got two gigs, two outdoor solo acoustic gigs. Then I've got a wedding the following weekend, and then a private party the weekend after. Cool. So it's going to be interesting to see how how um, you know if the the idiom changes, if the you know the paradigm changes, and bands just aren't for a while what we do. You know, if we come out yep. of this you know, roaring back into band stuff, or if it's, you know, not quite that for a while, it'd be really interesting. I think that we've got probably another three to six weeks, depending on where you live, (laughs) um, where things are going to kind of be up. And then I think it's just going to stop. I think once it's cold, I think we're just going to kind of be like, like a miracle. (sighs) Let's, I don't. I know. Talking about this is only going to make me sad. So let's Speaking talk about something sad else. things. Oh, oh, okay, good. Yeah, do a sad thing, then I'll do a happy thing. Okay. Well, no, you do a happy thing because the sad thing is going to. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, I reached out to Odin Brewing, which is a place that I've played in my yep. acoustic duo many times. Um, since um, shutdown, during during the early parts of shutdown, they built this mm-hmm. really killer stage out in their, uh, their grass. And the, the setup of this place is it's a former soda pop bottling factory from yeah. like the 20s. And um, I mean, I walked into it as the first day it was open and it did, it looked old. It was, it's gorgeous, gorgeous old building. And the Aren't old things, the best, the best. And then the, the two old houses next to it are also owned by the factory, the Odins who own the whole thing. And so the backyard of that is all theirs. And so they built a stage that kind of turned that whole backyard area into picnic grounds and open air beer garden kind of stuff. And, um, and so I played it with Taylor, our, our acoustic uh, two-piece, a um, month or two ago, month, 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 I guess. It was great. It was great. It was a Saturday afternoon. The place was packed. We were one of their first first acts back. Um, and they've had music there at least every other week since then. And okay. um, and so I reached out this week and just said, hey, I'd like to get both of my bands up on that killer stage of yours. And um, he's very excited about that. So we booked one for booked one for Taylor and me. Um, and that one's coming up in a couple of weeks. And then we booked, we, we're still going back and forth on the date, but we do in fact have a commitment that we will have the Clanky Lincolns play an actual show on that wow. stage sometime before, you know, the world freezes over, um, yeah. which happens pretty late here in North Carolina. Yeah. So, um, so that's very, very exciting. And the guys are very excited about it. And and I was going to ask you how you rehearsed for that one that you played. You didn't, you just walked in sort of, everybody was woodshedded and you kind of walked in cold. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, that's, that's my band. No, Those are my guys. Yeah. 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 There was no like we didn't have any sort of concern that it wasn't going to go well. Sure. I think I think the main I think the X factor was just how hungry people were to do it. Totally. Totally. So, you know, everybody really rose to the occasion, you know, all the moves were locked in and That's you know, great. people like we really we really like went for it. That's and good. it was it felt great. That's good. We are planning to do some like spaced out backyard you know, silent to the in-ear rehearsals. Yeah. Um, just cause it's been, I mean, we last laid eyes on each other in February. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's just been a long time and, you know, um, sure. We could walk in there with all the people who love us and want all our stuff and play exactly the same set. We last played in February and it could be rough, but you know, here we are. And that would be a possible show, but we'd rather just, first of all, I miss those guys like crazy. And when, yeah. when I had the idea, like, we could just be spaced out in my backyard. We could put the sound right into our ears. No, you know, like why haven't we been doing this for months? Frankly. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We're probably going to try that an evening next week. Um, so I may have that to talk about next week. And then for a while, <laughs> the, the guy at Odin gave me a bunch of dates and, um, and I, I was away from messenger and I, by the time I got back to it, he only had two left and the, what, what was on that list that I missed was October 30th, mm. which would have been killer. It would have been Halloween Eve. would have been awesome. And, um, and then I told him, I'd like that date. I, I can't kid myself. I missed that date. This is a real bummer. And um, He said, actually, those guys are talking about canceling. Let me pencil you in for that. And so I got the whole band all excited about, like, it could be our Halloween show. We may be doing yeah. that again. And then those guys did not cancel. So we did not have that day. So we're still working on the exact timing of it. But but it's happening, by God. And, and, uh, and yeah, it may, it may very well be our, our show for the rest of the year. It's yeah. hard to know. Um, so we're just going to make it be as awesome as we can and have the best time we can. And, you know, just like you did, just, just leave nothing on the stage. Just go for it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's exciting. That's exciting. It's exciting to be back. Taylor and I do not need any rehearsal. We have proven to ourselves our whole show is in our muscle memory, and it's fine. So uh, so we're good to go there. But um, we'll spend a little time woodshedding some stuff with the with the boys. It'd be, be great. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. That's all the good news. Yes. Here's the bummer that happened this week. Yeah, so um, Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah, yeah. He did. Fighting cancer a long time, apparently. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he had he had, had like a tongue, tongue cancer thing, you know, about 10, 15 years ago and had licked that, but apparently lung cancer. He didn't. He didn't. Didn't. And um, I, I, I don't think we can say anything that hasn't already been said. No. And... I think it goes without saying, like, probably the the most influential modern musician ever. Uh, yeah, certainly right up there. Certainly right up there. And I was having this conversation with um, a friend of mine who uh, who came over to shoot earlier this evening. And it was just like, it wasn't just that he had this incredible style and he had um, the you know, he wrote these great riffs and he wrote these amazing songs and he built like an industry, like the, the, like the, the form factor of a super strat did not exist before Eddie Van Halen. And then it became like the only thing for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and, and his, his signature graphic on it became so iconic. So, you know, the art of that guitar is just, you know, this week it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I he, he's, he's the reason why I picked up a guitar. Mm. The, the pound, it was the pound cake video. Mm. So in that case, it was, it was watching some guy play a guitar with a freaking drill. Right. And I was like, Ooh, right. I want to do that. Right. 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 So that, yeah, that was it. Right. Right. Well, you know. yeah. I mean, the album 1984 was absolutely formative for me. Um, I was 12 at the time. Um, and, uh, it, um, it, the song that got me, the song, a lot of people's, um, guitarists say hot for teacher was the one that, that really slayed them. For me, it was Panama. Yeah. Panama was like, yeah. that was my tune. And, and I've covered Panama a bunch of times. Um, learning the solo section of Panama was like an epiphany for me. I, 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 I it was my first exposure to several techniques that he pioneered, you know, um, Swirling to tap, doing Panama. So, uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, big blow. Yeah, and you know, seeing the, I mean, obviously, people are are upset and and sad, and and all of my friends and my entire you know newsfeed is is blown up about it. But like all of these celebrities and all of these famous musicians, um, the one that I was really taken aback by was Ingve Malmsteen. Hmm. I'm here. Wrote like a very heartfelt humble, like loving post about Eddie Van Halen, Um, which if I'm being perfectly honest, is kind of off brand for Ingve Malmsteen. If I'm being, you know, he's, he's always kind of been this cocky guy who's like, Oh, I'm the best. And Oh, every time I'm walking in the front door, he's walking out the back door, kind of like, you know, playful kind of arrogance, whatever. But like his take was genuine and heartfelt and kind of sweet. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, well, one of, one of the true innovators, you know, like everybody owes him, everybody owes him, you know, for every 10 notes you play, you owe him four. Yeah. I think uh, I saw a really cool one that's like, even your grandma knows that guy is good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, she may have only heard him on Beat It, but she knows. Yeah, I think th- I was, the, the innovation thing is really impressive. Um, he, uh, a few years back, he did. Um, like a sit down thing with, I believe, I think it was the Smithsonian yeah. and they were talking about like, Oh yeah. About innovation. So it good. was like one of the most fascinating 45 minutes to an hour. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and, and really he's, he's up there with like Les Paul for like mm-hmm. really inventing pioneering things that like we all kind of take for granted that mm-hmm. like, they've always been there. Like, no, they, they weren't. And he was a part of them, you know, being so prevalent and yeah. mainstream. So, yeah. Yeah. And like Les Paul, j- just as much a guitar technician as a player, you know, just as much of yeah. an inventor in the physical realm as, you know, s- techniques and styles and all of that. Yep. So, uh, rest in peace, Eddie. Yeah. I-, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a truly devastating loss. Yeah. There's, there's a very short list of celebrities that I really felt connected to and, he is one of them. So. Yeah. so there you go. That's that's the sad news for the week. Yeah. And, you know, not that it, the rest of the world's been a picnic this week, but. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not. Let's just not. Let's cut to a Chauvet DJ ad. Oh, don't I oh, wish. Wait. Where are those guys? It's okay. Yeah. Jeff, we love you. We do. We do. We'll take you back anytime. Anytime. We will take you. Um, so I, I guess in other news, like it's just been kind of an interesting, uh, season. I've got like all of this work kind of great. ahead of me, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I've been talking a lot about podcasting in my other, like my normal life. And that's kind of turned into a thing as well. Um, doing some consulting work for other people who want to launch podcasts and that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like I'm going to start pouring a little more effort into talking more about content creation on um, some of my personal channels and just kind of throwing that out there. So if you have questions about like the nuts and bolts of uh, what we do, uh, hit us up. You know, we could definitely help you out with that. Uh, Timothy uh, Gerald just chimed in on the live stream, said we did an EVH listening party at my job on Wednesday. Mm. Listen to all their albums, yeah. which should have been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great. Do you, do you have a favorite song other than Panama? I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fixated on 1984. That whole album really just blew my mind and I've never recovered. So we've already, that, I mean, I, we already talked about it in an earlier episode of drop dead legs. Yeah. One of the, yeah, such a badass riff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The swagger in that riff is just like, yeah. Ugh, juicy. They're, you know, the American dream just like fulfilled in one, yeah. in one lifetime. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt Nielsen jumped interruption is what got me. I think it, that's, it's, it's the song that launched a thousand ships. Totally. Totally. You and, know, and a lot for, for, for that generation eruption was the, their, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Well, yeah, and 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 um, the notion that this guitar virtuoso could take 
a guitar, a lead guitar, electric lead guitar solo, solo, like hold the whole song. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a complete revolution. And also like smiling the entire time. Totally. No, yeah. Who he was on stage was so like, yeah. Just effortless. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Joyous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks for, uh, thanks for everybody tuning in on the live stream. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it, I think, I think that's what we want to do more than anything is just like, let people talk. I know for some of us, it feels like, uh, we can, we only get to kind of like talk about this in like our little groups and, um, we don't get to gig out and hang out with our musician friends. Right. So this is our, this is our, our, our big backstage, you know, back alley you know, hang post gig yep. talking about this kind of stuff. So yep. thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in everybody. So let's, uh, let's get into the meat of what I wanted to talk about this, uh, this week. So, you know, outside of being musicians and podcasters and, you know, band members, I also own, own an agency, um, which, you know, basically means I built a website and I have a roster and, um, you know, when people approach us for groups, uh, I have some to choose from. And um, every now and then I get an inquiry either via uh, social media or our website form or that kind of thing for people who are like, we would like to be considered uh, to be added to your roster. And um, I think the, it, the, the pattern that I have seen is that I never would have considered them before mm-hmm. and I wouldn't consider them after either. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. <laughs> it, it typically you need to have, you have to understand that like cold calling and doing that kind of thing is, is just going to be rough. Um, and I, and I, and I know that, from my own experience, you know, um, pitching, uh, members only to agencies, um, for that kind of work, uh, is, you know, it is an exercise in, uh, rejection, futility, indifference. It is all of those things. Um, sometimes it's all of them all at once. But surely there's a way to maximize your odds right now. So, but before we even get there, I think, um, let's back up and talk about agency as a concept. Right. So, you know, if you're an agency and you are one because you claim to be one, but that's how business works. Um, yep. uh, what, what is your market? What services do you provide? A band is coming to you to get what from you and to provide what to you. What, what are the relationships of an agency? So tip, I think that's, that is the, that is the crux of the question is what do we provide and what do you provide? Okay. So I think, um, an agency provides um, a certain market of clients with uh, entertainment options. Okay. So in in our case, we decided that we would build this boutique agency, and that's what we kind of build ourselves as. We are a boutique agency specializing in private entertainment for with music, live music for for private events, basically. So booking, you're, you're fundamentally, you're a booking agency. You're not a marketing agency. You're not, right. uh, 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 we're not a management firm. You're not a recording or, label. You're not a studio. Nope. You're a booking agency. 
we are a booking agency okay. for private events in the Metro Atlanta dash southeast region. Okay, got it. So, um, and 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 we are. We are that because that is what we have been providing for members only for the past five years. So a band would come to you hoping to leverage your um, prominence in that market, maybe your um, SEO abilities, um, wh- whatever marketing you've done as an agency they're hoping to piggyback on right? and, and, and become uh, a product you can sell into your market. And and so essentially that's the value prop for the band to join you is to be, um, um, you know, hired <laughs> first of all, but then to have sort of the prominence and the marketing machine that the agency is drive their own prominence. Is that the idea? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, another way of looking at it is like, if you are a band that wants to get more, you know, private events, yep. you know, you would align yourself with an agency that specializes in that kind of work. Great. And we would then, you know, if we could come to some sort of agreement, you would be a person, a, a, a group that we would potentially pitch to a client. Yep. So it could be like, I would like a four piece band um, to play this event on this date. And then we would go, okay, well, here are the, uh, the groups that we have available. Check these out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And, and how formal are those relationships with your bands? Are, are they exclusives? No. Okay. No. Um, you know, one thing that we realized when we started with an agency uh, ourselves was that non-exclusive is the way to go. And to be perfectly honest, most agencies prefer that because <laughs> um, depending on the, you know, these are all, most of them are, are, are niche agencies. So they may not be able to provide enough work to, you know, sign an exclusivity. Gotcha. You know, if you're on East Coast Entertainment, you know, maybe that's not the case because they've got enough work where they they feel comfortable, you know, putting you in an exclusive deal and, you know, putting you to work. They, they trust they can feed you. So Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we, we don't do that. And none of the agencies that we have been affiliated with do that either. Um, it's just a way for them to have um, options, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they pitch somebody. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that is the intent. Um, I think the thing that people don't necessarily understand when, so back up, yeah. the whole point of this conversation is how do you shoot your shot right. with an agency? Right. Um, and the conversation starts, uh, well, the, the, this whole topic came up because I had somebody approach, uh, us this week and they, they didn't do a good job. Bummer. And yeah, and it is a bummer. It's a bummer for them because I know I know who they are and I know some of their past members and I know that they've been around a long time um, and they didn't come prepared. Yeah. So I think, you know, what we wanted to talk about is what do you need? First of all, is this something that you you should consider? Yep. And if it is something that you should consider, what do you need to have in order to uh, make your impression felt. What does prepared and look like? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, for in, in their case, uh, I got a, an, a message on Facebook that said, Hey, we'd like to be considered for your roster. Here is our, here's our website. And then they were like, 
we charge this much and that includes sound and lights. And it was a really low number. Um, like bar band, number that, bar band numbers. Yeah. 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 It was, they, they said that they would do, they, it's like a four piece band or a five piece band, including sound and lights. And like, we only charge $500 and I was like red flag number one. Right. So, so let's just, let's just, just to unpack that worth two or three sentences yeah. worth. Um, what you're communicating there in the, in the privates market is that you're not really in the privates market. Exactly. Right. Which could, because it just goes for more than that. That's, that's the first thing is that you're not experienced in that market enough to know what you're, what you're worth. And, um, and so there's no promise of quality, you know, yeah. in, in the pricing that you're setting, there's, there's actually a promise of a lack of quality. Right. Yeah. So the, the price alone was actually kind of the, the main, the first concern that I had. Um, the second concern is, is I went to their, their website which was like a Banzoogle or one of those kind of just like generic band things, which is not a problem. Yep. You know, they, they do so for purpose and, you know, I've seen people leverage them well. Sure. Um, but they had no, it obviously had not been updated recently. Mm -hmm. Um, they had some pictures, they had no testimonials, they had no video, they had no audio. Yeah. So that basically it was just pictures of them playing, bars more or less and a song list and I think like a dates list that surely none so, of all of them were canceled now and right or yeah. they were like from four years ago or whatever right yeah yeah so um I wrote back you know objectively I was like hey thank you for your interest um I didn't see any video or audio on your on your website do you have any and he goes, the response was, well, we have some, but it's kind of old and, you know, we, we typically don't need it. And I was, don't you? That, that was red flag number two, because any place or any person that would book a band without wanting to see them first, I, I don't, I, I don't know how that would work. Um, so I did look at their list and I did look at their YouTube channel and they had one full recording from five years ago <laughs> and it was um it wasn't it wasn't up to it wasn't up to snuff in my opinion the performance you know, wasn't i no i i just it wasn't um it wasn't something you know because now they've put me in a in a tough position because i know what my bands offer to our clients <laughs> I, there's a standard of professionalism. There's a standard of musicianship. There's a standard of appearance. Like there's, it, it's an it's an entire package, and um, they didn't meet those criteria, and they didn't seem terribly interested in finding out what the criteria was. Yeah, they were basically like, you should consider us um, because we we've we've heard good things about ourselves. Well, and you you said in in uh, text. They said things about themselves, and they say they're the best known. Uh, at, yeah, it was Atlanta's favorite cover band. Yeah, which is news to me. Like who says? Right, it's, me I, it's meaningless. I, I'm. It's meaningless. I'm. In, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it's meaningless. And I've never heard of them. Yeah, I know. I know of people who have played for them, but I, I've never heard the band before. Right, I've never seen them play. So, news to you, you know, that they're your favorite. Exactly. Yeah. So. That whole – my response then was, um, you know, in order for us to pitch potential 
clients, we need media to show them. And um, I think my my kind of uh, political response was when you have a professional media package together, we'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, I think that's maybe the place to pivot this conversation into, you know, I mean, it's so far, it's been kind of tough love. Um, yeah. Love, right. Cause there are people and they're out there trying yeah. and surely there are people listening who are kind of in the same boat. So it's not like hacking on these jerks who don't know what they're doing. You know what, you know, if, if they came to you and said, all right, well, let me, let me buy an hour or two of consulting. Right. And that's, you know, what I, what, what I went back and forth with Dan about, I was like, part of me wants to like, do is go you realize how much you you just messed up and the other part of me was like hey do you like podcasts <laughs> yeah start in episode know? one <laughs> um it's just kind of a it's it's it, it's a tough spot to be in because um you know when when we're talking about oh you don't know how much you messed up like they do they know that i have a podcast where i talk about musicians and bands and how to run them like businesses um did they know that they were inevitably going to be content Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. Well, and, 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 you know, to take it out of like rhetorical question, they clearly didn't know what the expectations were or what they were, um, up against or what the, what, what message they needed to land with you. They, they had no idea. Right. So they just kind of took a, took a flyer and Hey, we're pretty good. Let me just, and by the way, I bet you're not the only person they reached out to. Probably not. So no, I, I I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk nuts and bolts. Yep. Let's what? What do you need to shoot your shot with an agency? Yep. Um, I think it goes without saying. There's there's some general things that you need to you need to have. Um, my personal opinion is you need a website. Yes. And not not just a Facebook page. Right. Um, it shows that you have put enough uh, time, effort, and let's be honest, some money into. Uh, establishing a presence online. Yep. yep. So, because look, um, you're a business. You're a business. A business yes. needs a website. Bottom line. Is, yeah. Period. So it doesn't have to be some crazy fancy site. You know, if if it if you can tell your story on a Banzoogle page, then that's all you need. Uh, look, DanRay.net's a Banzoogle page. Yeah. And it's not fancy, but it pretty much has what I want to say on it. And you know, it it was easy to build. So, you know. And there's tons of options, you know, Squarespace, I've got, I've got one, I've got a WordPress site and I've got two Squarespace sites. Um, Squarespace to me looks great. It's easy to build. Um, you know, the, it's relatively affordable. Um, the WordPress is a whole ball of wax, but you can do whatever you want to with it if you are willing to take the time. So ban, ban website numero uno. Yep. Uh, number two is you need media. And that website needs to be current, maintained. It can't look like, you know, it's covered in cobwebs. If you got dates on them, they got to be current. Um, and um, Except for right now. Like, if you don't need No, sure, yeah. No, all bets are off right now. But but generally, um, that, is your, that is your presence on the internet. So have your presence yep. be decent. Yep. Yeah. Um, as far as content on that site, you need media. You need um, good-looking photos. Yep. You need good video, period. And that can be a number of different things. It can be a super slick studio recorded demo um, where you are lip syncing to it with a professional video crew. Yep. Uh, it can be uh, dolled up live footage 
single cam, multicam. It can be a static camera in the back room. And if I'm being perfectly honest, you should probably have all of those things <laughs> because it shows different audiences what you offer. Right. So when I see a like a like a corporate band um, and I see their video, I know for a fact that, you know, they're it's it's already been, you know, it's it's studio recorded and they're going to cool places and, and recording it. Um, I'm listening for karaoke tracks and I hear them a lot. <laughs> so if you're going to use backing tracks, make sure um, you do something with them. Don't make them. I, I have seen promo video where it's literally the karaoke track wow. the drums, the guitar, the, everything. Wow. Um, it's just not a good look no. now, but the problem is it, it's not a problem. If you're, if you're a, if you're a bride, it's not a problem. <laughs> I bet but, it's yeah the people who catch that are very 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 few. But like in, in my case, if I was if I was somebody pitch wanted us to pitch them as a as a as a potential yeah you, know, you can't do it our roster you haven't heard their performance I, you can't do it right I would that would be suspect to yeah. me yeah I would I would check you know that would be a red flag I, lots of red flags so far um, video is really important and you need to be you need to show competency you need to. Um, You've got to you. You've just got to come correct. You've got to. It's got to look good. And, and yeah. Um, and let me just say something about the professional or not. Yeah. Aspect. Um, and I'm interested in your thoughts about this. For for me, it seems seems to me like the value of professional video is that it eliminates the amateurishness that is going to be inherent in anything but professional video that'll get in the way of really expressing who you really are and what your performance really is. It's just, it's going to maximize the, the, the you-ness that gets across and Mm -hmm. have that you-ness be clean and, you know, look, look great. And it just takes out, you know, my mom's hand wobbled as she shot this across the, you know, auditorium factor to the amateur video. It's just, you know, it just cleans up the whole presentation and takes out distractions. Right. And it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Um, you know, there are in most markets, there are affordable videographers. Um, you know, you could, you, you may be able to catch like a wedding videographer in the off season, yep. um, who might be able to help you out, uh, for a good price. You could work on doing some, uh, editing yourself and pay somebody just to shoot the footage. And, and kind of piece it together. I typically do that because I'm super picky. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish I wasn't, it would be so much easier <laughs> to just hand it to somebody. Um, but you know, in, in, if you're in the Atlanta area, I'll go ahead and shout out some friends of ours, uh, pinnacle media group, uh, who, uh, they are musicians who also own, um, now they actually just bought a production space. Um, and they do great work and they are super affordable. Um, right now, if, if you wanted to do your, uh, like solo acoustic demo, They've got a space set up where they can put your name on like in like one of the, like a gobo behind you on like a brick wall. Cool. And you can do uh you know, a five minute demo for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Sweet. They do all the editing, all the sound and stuff. It's perfect. That's awesome. So hit up Pinnacle, Pinnacle Media Group if you're yeah, in the Atlanta awesome. area. Um you know, and then you know, with with band stuff, it, it gets it, it it can get pricey, but there are ways of being uh creative. I have um, seen pretty darn good videos made clearly by the band with three maybe static cameras standing in places or phones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's fine. It's fine. That's yeah. right on the edge of professional for me, for me, as long as it's, um, 
um, well thought out and well done. It, you know, it's that's fine. So yeah, good sounding audio, good looking video, yep. um, pictures. Because the thing you need to understand is is that you, if you're if you're trying to sell yourself to an agent, that agent then has to sell you to a client. Right. And so, what kind of work do you want to get into? Okay. What kind of bands are already doing the work that you want to do? All right. Let's take that another step further. What does their media look like? Yeah. How much money did they spend? Yeah. On their you know on their video. Yeah. How much time do they spend on their their tracks? Yep. Yeah, and I would be willing to bet that there are bands that would love to break into this, but they're um, too attached to who they are. They have not yeah. done the thinking about what the market wants. Yep. And, you know, so we're really great. You should book us. Well, you know, you guys aren't a fit for what the market wants. Well, but we're really great, you know, and, and, and we're unwilling to find out what the market wants and become that. Um, right. You know, we see that, um, we see that a lot with, 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 with bands in general. And I'm sure that is an impediment to, um, agencies being able to pick people up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the running joke about Mustang Sally and all that stuff. Yep. I actually played Mustang Sally for the first time at a wedding two weeks ago. I like Mustang Sally a lot. It's a fun, it's a fun song. It's a fun song. Everybody loves and it. And people really like Everybody it. Everybody loves it. So if you don't want to play Mustang Sally, like there are dozens of bands who will. Absolutely. And, and the crowds like it. Crowds like I it. I liked the feeling of a room listening to me sing Mustang Sally. And singing along and dancing. Yeah. yeah. They, they, and they all sing that ride, Sally ride. They all sing it. So It's it's the same with uh, with Brickhouse. Totally. Just play it. Just play it. You're, you're never going to regret playing Brickhouse. Yeah. It is what it is. Um. So... You got a website, you got good looking media, you've got a song list. You need to have a comprehensive song list and don't pad it with a bunch of stuff that you're never going to play. Um, because you, you may end up, you know, shooting yourself in the foot where like you are forced to play a song that you have no intent of ever playing. Um, so there's that, uh, I think, uh, testimonials yes. are super valuable. So if you are playing a private event, you know, and you can get some sort of feedback from the client, either from an email or a, a video testimonial, um, that stuff is super valuable. And again, that doesn't, that's not expensive. That doesn't cost anything necessarily. Um, you know, if you, after you play a gig, uh, just on the Monday after send an email to the client, thank you so much for the opportunity to play your event. Uh, we had a blast. I hope you did too. Uh, please, you know, make sure that you think of us for any future, whatever. I know somebody who after, after the show, before they start packing up while people are still milling around, but the show's done, they go around the room and ask people if they can take video of them giving feedback and, yeah. and people at that night are at the point of the night. They're happy. They're probably drunk, you know, and, and they get, they've seen a lot of videos of people like, Oh, Oh my God, this man is so crap. It's like exactly what you want to have clips of, exactly what you, want. you know, and people are happy to do it. Not, you know, it's, it's a really great idea. Yep. Uh, you should definitely do that if you don't have those, um, <laughs> you know, talking about the Atlanta's favorite band or the, the premiere, the hottest, whatever. Yeah. Um, just don't, you can, you can be creative about those things. Yeah. You know, in our case, we have um, one of the, one of our taglines. Taglines is the best '80s party in Atlanta, 
And that has credence because it was said by original MTV VJ Mark Goodman. That's right. I have a video of it. It says, members only, throw in the best 80s party in Atlanta. Do you know why he said that? Because I paid him on Cameo to say those exact words. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It's there. That's that's totally fair game. Yep. Yep. You can also play with that whole thing. People know, you know, the the area's premiered. They they know that's nonsense. I have for some time billed myself in the Clinky Lincolns as the world's okayest guitar player. Grittest. (laughs) Well, that's a word we made up last week. And. Yeah. Now, Mike Shelty is it the greatest drummer? Um, but you know, all of those things are useless marketing ease that people know is nonsense. And I just, I just, I invite all of us to be just way smarter and more creative than that because yep. it's just super dumb. Yep. Um, another thing uh, you may want to do. Uh, so, okay. So let's say that we've done all the legwork. We've got the website. We've got the Video. media. We've got a lot of those things. Um, let's go ahead and let's let's get ready to prep to uh, submit to an agency. So uh, another piece of media that I think is super important uh, is a one sheet, mm-hmm. which is definitely something that you would want to attach to a, um, a prospective email that you're sending to an agent. Um, do you want to you want to cover what a one sheet is supposed to do? What it Yeah. I mean I mean so it, it's one sheet and it's front and back. So when you send it as a PDF it's two sheets, but um but it's or a real long one sheet. real long sheet, sure. Yeah. Um and you know, it's everything you'd want to say in the most concise way you can do it. Hopefully designed in some way that's eye-catching and interesting and fun to engage with as a reader. Um you know, I I the first one I made for the Clinky Lincolns had it was um on one side, it was how much fun we are for people in your bar to come to and hear the songs we play. And the other side, the, the, the back of it, well, I don't know if it was the back, the other side, might have been the front, depending on how I hand it to you, I guess, um, was about what it's like to book us and work with us and how professional we are and how clean it is to, to, to do business with us and, um, and our pricing and how to reach us and all that kind of stuff. So it tells the two, the two stories about a band really has two target markets. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you want to do that. Uh, the, a recent iteration I made of it was to replace. Um, I, I I didn't fully replace the the how to work with us stuff, but I I, I updated that side with a ton of um, quotes from people people who mm-hmm. enjoyed working with us and had good things to say. So it's full of yeah, and, and and I was careful to have them be testimonials. That was the word that had fallen out of my brain. Um, I covered all the bases. So it was like a bar booker and a private event booker and a, a, a bride and, a, and like kind of dealt with all of the, all the markets we're after on this yeah. one sheet. And then, um, I was getting them printed at Kinko's, which is okay, but it's like 75 cents per. And so instead yeah. I did the math and I bought myself a laser printer, which over not very many sheets comes out much cheaper. Um, yeah. but then you also email it for sure. It's, you know, it's, it's up on my website to, to be looked at, um, and, and I, I don't email the file. I send a link to it so they can come to it and also see that we have a website. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it should tell your whole story while you're not there. That's the point. I want to hand it to the bartender. Who's not the booker who can then hand it to 
the manager who books and yep. they see the whole thing. Um, in the, so, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, so in, in summation, the, the one sheet is a, is an elevator pitch and a PDF. Yeah. It's, it's the most amount of information you can provide for somebody in the shortest amount of time possible. Right. Um, some good examples of things that you would put on that are, um, a recent promo shot, your logo mm-hmm. testimonials, um, some snippets like, uh, tent pole songs mm-hmm. that, you, that you cover. Yep. Um, past clients is always a good one. If you do corporate work, um, that kind of establishes a certain level of, um, credibility. Yes. So if you, if you do municipal events, you can either use the production company that books those or the city of, or, um, yep. all that stuff looks really good on a one sheet. Um, trying to think of what other things, you know, the quick bio, like the quickest of bios. Yeah. Another thing. Don't, don't, don't do grieve it. over your bio. Don't. No one cares. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. We, we all started playing really music when we were young. It's, that's not an interesting story. Don't do it. Don't do individual bios. No. no. I mean, if you're established and like you, you've got some kind of like following, you know, maybe pursue that. But like, if you're just trying to like get your foot in the door, uh, no one's going to read it. I did try one time writing a bio for my little character, my little mascot, Abe, and giving him like a backstory in a fun little two paragraph bio. I never used it anywhere, but it was fun to write. I, I will say though, the one sheet is a branding opportunity. It should sound like your voice. So the Clanky Lincolns were like fun and zany and crazy and fun. Um, on the fun side, on the party side, the other side is business and professional, but on the party side. So I did, I listed um, eight or 10 of our tentpole songs. And then at the bottom of that said, and 247 more. <laughs> right. And like everyone I handed it to read that and was like, oh, well, that's very specific. I was like, yeah, well, that's how many it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Members <laughs> only is very professional. It's got lots of, you know, it, it, it's written very cleanly. Yeah. But it, it is visually one of the most obnoxious things you <laughs> Well, it's the 80s. Exactly. So yeah. th- that's kind of – that's always kind of been our point is that, yes, this is an 80s thing. It's a nostalgia trip. But it's not cheesy and it's not um, – we take it seriously but, like, not too seriously. Yeah. So you could you could copy and paste the text onto a blank sheet of paper. It would come across very professionally. But you look at it and you go, okay, I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's So it's the content. It's the facts. It's the story. But it's also the voice and the brand and the ethos. That's, exactly. that's what needs to be on one sheet. Okay. So, um, you got your one sheet and you're, you're sending in this email. Now, the next thing that you want to do is you want to do some research. Don't do, don't cold call. Don't do a blind email. Uh, go on their website, look through, um, look who you're going to be talking to. Most of them, again, are kind of like small houses. It may be like a handful of people. It could just be a lone guy or girl. Um, read her, read his or her bio. Um, kind of take context clues from their experience. Um, try to see if you can find any sort of common ground. Um, like, Oh, we've played this event, uh, or we played at this venue or we've done shows with one of your artists, like find some common ground to kind of establish some sort of credibility. Again, you want to do that very early on where you say, hi, my name is so-and-so I represent this group. We did this thing that aligns us with you. Yeah. Um, another thing you want to do is you want to look through the roster and, and see if there are any holes in what they offer. Mm. You know, for us, the way that we have gotten into, um, some of the agencies that we work with, uh, is the fact that I went on their website and I looked through, I was like, I don't see an eighties band. Mm. So I can be like, hi, my name is Adam. I 
you know, I, I'm the leader of this band. Um, we've played at some venues kind of in your town that we really enjoy. I was looking through your website and I noticed that you didn't have an eighties band. Uh, I think that we may be a good fit. Here's, here's some information. If you would like any more information, you can go to our website or you can, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you very much. One, one thing to just call out about that email you just recited off the top of your head. It's an important thing in sales, especially cold sales emails. And I recently got a real, a real lesson in this at work. Um, each sentence needs to justify the next one, Yep. right? Every single sentence needs to give the reader a reason to keep reading. And you did that, you know, here's me, here's my background, you know, here's, here's why I'm worth listening to. Here's what I noticed that is a value to you. Um, and I think that's, that's the crux of the whole thing. You have to add some kind of value. That's right. The thing that that bothers me as a as an agent as an agent is that people are just looking at you. What can you do for me? Right. I want something from you. You need to give that to me. And I'll give you a percentage. Right. <laughs> and that's our deal. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, not our deal. It just that's drives me it. up the wall. Yeah. And and it's it's something I don't think people consider. Sure. No, of course not. And. So, so yeah, I, I think you need to, you need to understand the value that you provide. And if you don't provide value, it's going to be a hard sell yep. to who, whoever's on the other line. Yep. Yeah. And it could be that value as you fill a hole in their lineup. It could be that value as you are, um, uh, uh, like an even trade, a backup for one of their, one of their acts that is booked a lot. And you're a second instance of that. That's a perfect, that's another great angle. Like I noticed that you do have an eighties band in the event that you ever run into a situation where they're already booked and you need somebody else. Uh, we'd love the opportunity to win your business. Yeah. Or, Hey, I really love this band. We're a lot like them. In fact, I'm, I'm good buddies with them and we've, we compare notes a lot and I think we'd fit right in with what you're, what you're up to here. You know, they, they know those guys are booked and, and I mean, if they're a bit, you know, a place you want to be working with, they're, they're keeping their people busy. Um, yeah. so if they are, if that, group is a winner for them, something they can slot into a lot of events. Another, like a clone of that Another is one of those, good news yeah. for them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, um, I think those are both good angles to work with. Um, and again, like the, this whole thing needs to be a single paragraph. Yep. 10 sentences tops. One of these days we need to do like general sales for bands. I think that should go in the book that we're never going to finish. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sales for bands. Well, we'll do an episode on it one of these days. Yeah. But we're touching on it here. I mean, but there's like a lot of sales techniques that go into, even when you walk into a bar to talk to a manager, um, yeah. that, that uh, band folks are not usually hip to. So, um, we're touching on a lot of those things here and, and there's a lot more we could be saying. So, yeah. You should. So yeah, I, I, those were those are the the big things. Um, the things that I think that are really important is um, just make sure that you make sure you've got your act together before you start trying to go out to other people. And here's the other thing that you need to understand is that you could do all of this right. You can have all of the great. You you can have great media. You can have a good looking website. You can have a perfect one sheet. You can shoot your shot, and you may just not get a response. Totally. No, it's, it's still a numbers game, even if you do everything right. Yep. But that's sales. So, yeah. I mean, 
members only, I think, is working their way up a, a credibility platform. I feel <laughs> like we've established ourselves and we've got a bit of a track record. Every single year, I fill out the form on East Coast Entertainment's website. I haven't gotten a call back yet. Right. But once a year, you know, right after we refresh our media, you know, I'll 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 fill it out again. Because uh, you do. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's 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 just a part of the process. Yep. And a part of me would love to be a you know an ECE band, but I don't know if that's necessarily what I want. But it's definitely a goal to attain to to work towards. Sure. So I do it. Sure. Without any expectation that I'm no. going to get a call back or and, anything. And it doesn't hurt your feelings when you don't, does it? Not really. No. It did at first. It's kind of, but you, you just kind of get used to it. But a lot of times I can, I can go in with the media that we've got and hit somebody up and say, I noticed you don't have an eighties band. We're an eighties band. And I've gotten a handful of people who emailed me back within the hour and said, yeah, we'd love to. Can mm. you give us a bit more stuff so we can put it on your website? Yeah. And then that's it. It's great. You know, that the, the work we get from them is not super, you know, steady. Uh, we typically still are pulling in gigs from our own steam, but you're, it's good for SEO. It's good for market establishment. It's good for name recognition. Like, and it doesn't, it doesn't cost, it costs you, it costs you marginal, marginal on income. Right. So yeah. Time. Yeah. So you may as well have that. What is my time worth? I mean, that's right. (laughs) Hundreds of hours just poured out onto this thing. That's right. That's right. For pennies. But it's worth it. (laughs) It literally made dozens of dollars. We are all learning things. <laughs> you know, I, I may end up, you know, being a freelance podcast consultant. Yeah. Because I've done enough of these suckers to, yeah. you know, Why know not? a thing or two. Why not? So. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that covers it. I think so, too. And so if it's something that you are considering, if you're looking to break into um break into private work whenever private work uh, opens back up. Right. Those are the things you need to kind of take into consideration and prep. Um, like Dan mentioned earlier in the conversation, we do offer consultation and coaching for bands who are interested in doing this kind of thing. Uh, if that is something that you are interested in doing, you can hit us up at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or DM us on Facebook or one of the other uh, social media channels that we uh, frequent and, you know, we, we can help you if you want us to. Yeah. And if now's not a good time, that's okay. We don't really need anything. The only thing that we really need from you is for you to leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Primarily Apple Podcasts because most of them don't have the review option. Here's the deal. I've posted about it on our Facebook page. I've posted about it on the Facebook group. I've posted about it on Instagram. Every little review helps. Do you know how many reviews that we've gotten this week, Dan? The answer to that question is either going to be zero or lots. Well, it's not lots. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So if uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and you have not left a review, please do so. Um, it helps with discovery. Um, you know, it is, it, it is, it's a jungle out there, and they're not doing a whole lot of um, – assistance with promoting uh, podcasts, but I know that there are a lot of people like us out in the world and, you know, we've got a really great audience and I think that there's, uh, there's plenty more, 
people that we could bring into the fold who could benefit from the conversations that we just had. For sure. You know? So if you could do that, that would be super. You'd be so your, just do you'd it. be your favorite. Oh my gosh. So favorite, you guys. Mm-hmm. Super face. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that'll do it. I think we went all over the place. Uh, big thanks to Timothy and Ernie and Matt and Nicole for tuning into the live stream and for chiming in. We really appreciate everybody and their uh, support. You guys are the literal best. Thank you so much. I'll go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 123. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.